Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Louis D'Souza and Amy Blackford and sitting in a special guest, Monique Scott. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We're so happy you decided to join us today and we're happy that Monique decided to join us today. She'd actually been asking us about, uh, you know, stuff that you have to deal with when it comes to, uh, well, astral projection. I mean, there's no other way to say it. So that's why I invited her onto the show so you guys could uh, um, share some stuff. Now, Monique, maybe you'll give them a little bit of a quick background about what we talked about previously, about how it had been um, not exactly the most ideal situation for you when you experienced it. Yeah. So, hey, guys. Um, What happened was, um, this was back in 2017. I was still new to the law of attraction. I had never heard of astral projection or I heard of meditation. So me and my boyfriend had just broken up maybe a month before I decided, Hey, I wonder if like, I can really like, he can hear me in the mind. Like, you know, people say, Oh, you can speak to other people in your mind. So I thought, let me try that. I found a random YouTube meditation for an hour And that was my goal. My goal was just to reach him mentally, to tell him I love them. Hopefully you're thinking about me too. I want us to get back together. You know, all all the love stuff, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I love stuff. I love it. (laughs) And what I remember was her counting us down backwards from 10 to 1. I think I got to, I think I remember 5 being the last number. And the next thing I remembered after that was her counting us back out. But in between... It felt like I was only out for like five minutes, and but an hour had passed. And what happened was, long story short, <laughs> um, my boyfriend came to get me. Like he came there, like he was right in front of me. I was sitting on the couch with my, you know, my back straight and everything. He came, he got me. He had wings and our bodies were like light like light blue like you could see through them Mm -hmm. no organs or anything like that it's weird i can't explain it right and so i remember we went straight up into space and we was just suspended there like looking right at each other right and i heard him say to me in his mind okay it's time for us to go back i don't know how long we were there right and we went straight back down, but it was almost like Superman. Like yes. we were going so fast. Yes. And um, I remember right before we hit Earth's atmosphere, I felt like I just loved them so much. Like I just, okay, I'll be honest. I just felt like I got to have you right now. And so I started right. kissing him, but we were coming down in a spiral, but super fast. And it wasn't until later that I thought that that was kind of weird. And I found out that that's how eagles make love. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. So, interesting, right? Right. I got back down to earth and I remember seeing earth. And then I lived in Atlanta at the time. Okay, I remember that's seeing his house and the city. And we came down through his roof. Mm-hmm. And our bodies were already in his bed naked. So clearly we were in an intimate situation and he flipped me over and he laid me gently into my body and then wow. his spirit went back into his body and when I woke up that's when I heard her counting me out wow and I stayed on the couch a little I called off from work for a week I I 
I'd never experienced anything like that. I didn't know what it was. It scared me so much. I didn't okay. have any to talk to or anything. And I haven't tried to do it since, and I've never wanted to do it since, honestly. <laughs> I was such a, a scary, it was scary for me because I didn't okay. know what it was. I, I would love to add here. I started coming out of body when I was younger. I didn't know what to call it. And mm-hmm. it was scary because it wasn't like a dream. No. And I I just knew it was somehow very different than dreaming. And it, it, it did. It terrified me. I would hear really weird noises, strange voices. It would start like that. And then I would come out of my body and just weird. It just felt strange. And as a child, it was hard for me to process. Once I start in 2011, I start started having what I would call an awakening. Mm -hmm. I started, you know, being able to communicate with my, my higher self Mm -hmm. and started finding YouTube videos on astral projection. So I actually studied how to do this like consciously. Ah. I remember the first time I came out of body. It's so similar to what you're describing. Uh, I got so scared that I called out to my higher self and he wasn't a masculine form and he had wings Uh And he wrapped his arms around me because I felt like a fish out of water. I couldn't control what was happening. At first I was blind and I didn't like that. And he touched my head and I could suddenly see. And we were, we were shooting up into space and we just stayed in this kind of, it was, it was almost identical to what you're describing to me. It was like this vortex in space and it was, I felt very calm and I just felt that love. And I know I'd called this experience to me. And then all of a sudden, just like zoom, it was, it was like a vortex back down to earth. Yeah. And I woke up in my bed and I just felt, I wasn't scared at that point because I'd already had these experiences and I knew that I had asked for this to happen. So uh-huh. now I felt comfortable. I would have a guide to continue having these experiences. And all I would have to say is higher self, I, I just need you right now to guide me, guide me around. And then it got to a point where I didn't need that anymore. Um, so I, I'm not saying to continue doing it if, if it scares you, but there's, there's really nothing to be scared of. I know it's a very, it's a strange experience, especially yeah. the first time it happens, but think of all you got out of that. You connected. It sounds like with this person that you loved very much on the, it, your energy bodies on this, in the spiritual plane, as opposed to in the physical yeah, and I I do think if you believe in this kind of stuff, which of course I do, I, I I believe that he and I maybe we are married or maybe we're together in another oh sure on yeah. another plane maybe yeah. or that we've been together before in another lifetime yes. maybe because I feel this really deep strong connection to him like I can't break it. Right. I mean, I still care for him as a person. I don't want to be with him anymore, but it's unlike I've, I've felt with any other boyfriend I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, I believe that we, we travel in clusters and those relationships, whether you're married in a lifetime, whether you're siblings, parent, child, I think there's a myriad of different roles that you play and you will feel that with some people where you can just tell. This um this connection goes very, very, very yeah. far and far into the future, far into the past, and it's right now. Yeah. So I that that's definitely um something I do believe in. 
Okay, now I don't feel crazy. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's nothing you're going to say, I don't think, on this show where you ever have to worry about feeling crazy. <laughs> Good. Then I'm on the right show. Yeah. <laughs> and while uh, she was telling her story, uh, Louie, I saw you nodding your head up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So you, you were definitely in alignment with what she was talking about. Let's put it that way. Well, you know, Amy and I have talked about astral projection recently on the show. So um, we've had a lot of similar experiences and, you know, um, I can relate my experiences to you as well, which will also help you um, because what you're starting to do is to see that you're not alone out there, um, that actually quite a few people have these experiences. A lot of people don't even know what to call them. Um, that Yeah, I didn't. Um, there, there's certain aspects which I'd like to elaborate on, which I found eases the fear aspect. Now, the first thing you must understand is that when you go to sleep, it's like a little death. Okay. So when you leave your body, it's like knowing that you're dying. Hmm. It's a little death as well, but it's a conscious little death. So if you stay awake till the last moment before you go to sleep and you and you try to stay awake as long as absolute possible before you go to sleep, you will end up in that in that state. Oh. Yeah. So that is okay. that is a natural progression to go from dreams to lucid dreaming to out of body experience and to do all that you often work on that time frame right before you go to sleep. And why it's so scary is because it is a little death. Um, and the other thing that you need to understand is that you don't actually leave your body. Really? Yes. This is the thing that really helped me relieve almost all my fear is to understand what Abram Hicks teaches is that we're a vibrational interpreting machine. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is all we're doing is we're shifting our perception to look at another area of existence. So you're okay. taking your radio and you're now tuning to a different station and you're now perceiving something really and completely, utterly different. Uh -huh. So what you're learning to do is to now start tuning this vibrational interpreting machine of yours to different stations. And you can do that and have experiences like visions, which you're just sitting right here and right now I can have a vision. So I'm not going to sleep and I'm not leaving my body and not doing anything, but I suddenly see a new world or different world right in front of me. Mm -hmm. That's a vision. So you start realizing, and Walt's had some experiences recently when, when um, he said to me, wow, they're really weird and different. And I said, well, you know, you've been working up to this the whole time. <laughs> you know, why are you so surprised? We've been talking about it all the time. You're now tuning that dial to another dimension and you're perceiving different things. And that is, <clears throat> what I talked about last week is Carolyn Mace was saying, we are mystics without monasteries. Mm. So a lot of us are going through a lot of spiritually awaking experiences, but we can't really go to our boss and say, hey, um, you know, you did it. You did it. You just took off a week. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I often use the example that you can't just go to your boss, hey, I'm having a spiritual experience. Can I take off a week? You know? <laughs> I don't really work. <laughs> Call in sick, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's basically yeah. what I said. Oh, you know, I need I need to take some PTO for a week. <laughs> I mean, in the monasteries, like Saint uh, 
St. Teresa and all the rest of it, they literally had four or five n- nuns holding her down because she used to levitate the whole time. Wow. Um, so, you know, once you start going into all the saints and you start seeing some of the incredible stories, like St. Francis of Assisi was a master of out-of-body experience. Um, but, you know, you have to dig deeper to find all these stories. Um, so there's, there, there's a huge amount of evidence out there. If you want to look at somebody currently looking at it, you can look at the Monroe, Monroe Foundation, okay. which is a big businessman who started having out-of-body experiences, built a lab, and built, used all his money to, to get friends and other people that were interested in experiencing these things. And he started developing and understanding and using different techniques, et cetera, to um, enhance it. So um, what I'm trying to do is put you in a, in a more comfortable position to start understanding what's happening to you. You know, when, when real psychics are able to tell you something really about yourself, what they're doing is they, they're tuning into your vibration and your life seeing what your accumulation of vibrations are, seeing what a possible outcome is, and then telling you what that is. Uh, I've only had a psychic reading, I don't know, twice in my life, I think, twice. Yeah. Yeah, most of the people on the spiritual path get to the stage where they want to have the experiences, not have somebody else tell them what it is. (laughs) Right. So... Although that we do is. love our listeners who just want to hear what it's all about, but I just yes. want to throw a little promotional in there. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we cater for all types. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and, and, and it's appropriate, you know, when you're at a certain level, you want more handholding. And when you're on a certain other level, you want less handholding. And it's quite natural to want to go through all the different phases of that. Um, so, you know, none of it is wrong. It's just if you're at a certain level, you, you're looking for something different. So, yeah, I just wanted to put you more peace. To give you an example, my first experience of out-of-body experience was I've been trying for a while, and I've been absolutely failing miserably all the time. But I had been working on staying awake for as long as I possibly could because I've learned this in many books and all the rest of it. So I was kind of doing that naturally, but I'd come, I wasn't even thinking that day about out-of-body experience at all. And I had a bunk bed that was really high up, and I had to climb up there with a ladder. And what I did is I found I was heading head first down that bunker to the ground. And, and, and as I was coming down, I was saying, ah, oh, please, not, let me not be in my body. Let me not be in my body. This must be a lot of body experience. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I, I floated around the corner, and as I came around the corner, my bicycle was there, and my reflectors were on the back of the bicycle. And in the astral realm, Things are enhanced. So those reflectors look like bright, bright, bright lights shining back at me. Um, And I got such a shock that um, I I landed back in my body, woke up, and my heart was pounding, and I was sweating, and I was, like, scared as hell. Um, (laughs) That's one uh, thing I've definitely noticed with um, astral projection out of body is if I get too excited by something, if something yeah, startles me, if I have any strong emotional reaction, I wake right up. Like yeah. it, it, it instantly wakes me up back in my bed. <laughs> and sometimes that does not upset me because maybe what, what was happening shocked me. So I'm like, whoo, I'm glad to be back. But a lot of times I'll go into these realities that are, they're surreal. I, I don't know if it's because I have such a, an imagination. Let's just say I'm disappointed. You've just got a nice range. 
You've just got a nice range of radio stations to tune in. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh I have just been to some realities where I just can't even, almost like going into Alice in Wonderland style stuff. And it was so much fun and it felt so real that when I actually did end up waking up back in my bed, I was like, man, I want to go back there. <laughs> And I'd love to get to that point to where I feel like that, but I have to be honest with you, Lewis. At this point, I'm, I'm still shaking. I'm a baby. I need you to hold my hand. <laughs> no, I need to ride somebody's back. I'm scared. <laughs> it really does take, and like Louie was saying, there's never a moment when you start going out of body or what we're saying is out of body where there isn't that moment of this feels strange and the little death. But the more, the more you do it, I get excited now when I start feeling it happen. I'm like, don't get too excited. You're going to jump back yep. into your body. You it's going to throw Slow you it down, down, Amy. Yeah. But I start feeling when it's happening and I do, I, I start getting shift. very excited. Like what's about to happen here. It's going to be awesome. I rarely have had a bad out-of-body experience. It just doesn't usually happen. What what were you saying there, Louis? Uh, It's often very visible to you once you start doing it more often. There is a very distinct vibrational shift. Uh, Often you feel the vibration is a lot faster than the physical. It's like, where the physical is like, but this is like a thousand times faster. Um, And it is like a completely different frequency. Um, and you get that very distinct feeling once you become very aware <laughs> um, of, of what's happening. And, and when you start feeling that, as, as Amy says, it's scary. It's, it, you know, the, even though you do it quite often, there's still an element of, of fear. Um, they say masters can do it at any time at, at, at will. So if you, if you want to call yourself a master out-of-body experiencer, then you're somebody who can do it at will anytime, anywhere. Sitting right here now, I can what they call bilocate. I can come sit in your room next to you, and and, and even though we're on a podcast, um, <laughs> I I can be with you. And then a real master, a very advanced master, they can start being with all of you guys at the same time. So, wow, starts giving you an impression. That would of be what a lot. Possible. <laughs> so you're now tuning into different vibrations um, at the same time. That, that, that's I'm just, just crazy. giving you a scope <laughs> to start expanding the possibility. I mean, there is so much Horatio. What do they say? That that you, um, it's a Shakespeare saying. There's so much that you don't know in this world mm. that um, you know. Just keep yourself open, and you'll start perceiving more and more of it. And yeah, you have to be fairly grounded, otherwise you're going to get thrown off the bandwagon. You know? Well, that was the one thing I did know that there's so much that I don't know. So I have that part down pat. (laughs) (laughs) And I promise you, if you, if you look at it from this point of view, instead of looking at a leaves of a tree, you look at the gaps between the leaves of the tree. Instead of looking at thoughts, look at the gaps between your thoughts. If you want to draw, draw the, the area around the object you want to draw, not the object itself. And when you start doing that, you'll start looking at life from a very, very different perspective, and you'll start seeing things that you don't normally see. 
I think that's the thing that I've enjoyed most about exploring this is the more I've done it, the more I know people say our spirit lives on or energy lives on. It's eternal. But the, the biggest benefit other than all the fun adventures that I've gone on, it really I'm not saying when, when the time comes that I'm going to leave this physical body that I won't be sad or scared or any of the, those emotions. But when you have these experiences over and over, you really develop uh, an understanding that you are not your body. It's literally just your vehicle. And I think that's one of the best reasons to explore it because a lot of us spend way too much time worrying about dying, the fear of it, avoiding doing things because of the fear of it. And therefore, we're not really present in this moment, in this body, in this lifetime. So I think it releases some of that fear. It releases a lot of the angst that goes around that. So for me, that is one of the huge benefits. Other than also just seeing other parts of the universe and other realities and and really understanding this is not it. (laughs) That's pretty exciting. And I really have not encountered one reality yet. And I don't know if it's because my vibration is set at wanting to see all the good ones, all the positive ones. I have yet to really go someplace that wasn't fun or engaging or at least interesting. The only scary part for me is sometimes I will not be able to see when I come out of body or I won't be able to hear. So one of my, or sometimes both of my senses aren't there. So it's like, you know, at first I got to get my bearings. Yes. (laughs) That's what it feels like. And then I always remember as long as I say, I command it, I see now, I hear now, and it will turn it, it'll activate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my um, my take on it. But it is understandable why it is scary, especially when you weren't really planning for it. It gets less scary every time. If you, if you wanted to, and I'm, I'm talking to all, all listeners now who, who may be interested in the subject, if you wanted to uh, practice out-of-body experience and have more experiences, what you do is you would take something like my home family, my family's home on the side of the mountain in Barberton in South Africa, overlooking one of the biggest natural valleys, lived there from the age of one to the age of 18, and I was very passionate about the place. I enjoyed it. We did a lot of hiking and camping, beautiful family, nice upbringing, very outdoory. Um, and I used that as a focal point because it meant so much to me to go back there. So I used to fly in and, and, and I remember coming one day and I was seeing outside the veranda door, there was my grand's chair, which I burnt as a kid. So half of it was burnt, and I could see that, and, and, and next to it was Dumbo the elephant. And I knew I had a choice. I could choose the old or I can choose the new. And I knew that if I chose the new, it is a little bit scary and exciting. So I came down there. I said, no, I don't want anything to do with Grand's old chair that I burnt. You know, I still feel guilty about it. Well, it. <laughs> Leave the skill behind, right? <laughs> I was always playing with fire. <laughs> still do, by the way. 
So I, I landed up on, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's kind of similar experience to yours. So I landed up on, on Dumbo and Dumbo took off and we started flying. Took off through the atmosphere, started to go faster and faster through planets shooting past us and, you know, stars yeah. shooting past us and incredible speed. And I remember hugging to the warmth of, 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 of this, um, uh, elephant because, I don't know. I kind of got the idea that it was cold up there. <laughs> and uh, it, it was just the incredible speed. And we just got faster and faster and faster. I mean, not only planets, but galaxies were like flying past. It was just incredibly scary. And we wouldn't slow down. It just kept on, the acceleration kept on happening. And I just got so scared that I woke up in bed with my heart pounding as usual. Um, <clears throat> but I... I also wanted to give you that experience because you've also had one that left the space. I've also been to the moon and interesting stories and going with that one, etc. Again, I went back to my home in South Africa on the mountain and I landed near the pool and there was a group of people there and, and they said, you know, we're, what are we doing today? I said to them and they said, oh, we're going to the moon. So I said, oh, that's great. Let's go. We all started raising up like Superman and, and shooting off to the moon. And when we arrived there, there was another city there. There were people there and all the rest of it because you're not going to the physical moon. You're now going to the tuned in vibrational moon that you're going to. Things can be different there. Mm. And you need to start understanding the whole dimension of out of body experience and the kind of things. If, if you're sitting there um, on the moon and you say, let's drink tea, suddenly there'll be a cup in your hand with tea in it and you can drink it. And when you forget about it, the tea, the, the cup and the tea vanishes. So, <clears throat> Um, the big advantage of being in the physical universe is when you visualize something and you actually manifest it, it doesn't vanish so quickly. You know, it actually hangs around. If you actually go out and you visualize a house and you get one, it, it tends to remain around for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where on the other planes, as you get to the finer and finer planes, they it, it vanishes quicker and, and, and you can manifest and mold things quickly and change your clothes, et cetera. Yeah. Interesting. What you describe there when you describe how, you know, you have the tea party, then the teapot and so forth disappears because you're no longer paying attention to it. That's very similar to descriptions very I've LA. heard. Well, it's very similar to descriptions I've heard about living in non, what we call non-physical form, mm. pure, pure energetic form. It's the same kind of experience that, that you're describing as what they describe. But I think a lot of people don't fully appreciate the fact that we were non-physical before we came here right. and we came to play with this thick, really right. tough world um, because things do last longer and you can play with things and you can grow and you can know what you don't want so that you can get a very clear pointer to what you do want. Well, and it's and slowed down in linear time. That's another, that's another thing. I notice a lot when I, I have these experiences everything is moving very fast and therefore there doesn't seem to be a lot of cohesiveness to it. Meaning you flip through um, scenes. They don't seem to go in chronological order wherever, whatever you think immediately manifests. And so it's, it's very different than here. So I, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, Louie. There's that, that element why we come down here is to experience this slower format, this kind of coherency and consistency that we don't get the higher in vibration um, that we are, the quicker things are moving around. So 
I can definitely uh, appreciate all all the different uh, forms. Now that I've, I've probably have many I haven't experienced yet. So, Monique, after all this, I mean, you already indicated that you're feeling a little bit better about it. How is it shifting your perspective now? I'm feeling a little better about better about it. I'm I'm much further along than I was back in 2017, but I think um, I think the fear for me is still there because I wasn't trying to do it at all. I had never even heard of it, didn't even know it existed. And so for me, I was really just trying to speak to him mentally and thought, hey, maybe I can do it through meditation. But I've never I rarely meditate because I'm I'm too afraid that it's gonna happen again. And I know I probably shouldn't be, but Again, it it was super scary for me. May I, I ask you? Fear stands for right up, but let me ask you this: Listening to your story, it sounds like the actual experience was quite a positive one. Yeah, meaning the actual experience and this connection that you had. Nothing scary about that happened. What exactly about the experience scared you so much? Was it just knowing that you can come out of your body that way? I think what really scared me was I was trying to do one thing okay, and something else happened that okay. I didn't even know because I didn't even realize at the time if it was true that you could speak to people through your mind. What is okay. that? Telepathy? Is that, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even okay. know if that was real. I heard about it. You know, so I was just trying something. You okay. Know? So I think and you got a little bit more than you bargained for. Yeah, way more. Than, <laughs> way more than I bargained for. And All I, right, I get it. <laughs> and I also think the concept of time, my mind was kind of blown because before yeah. then, I never thought about time being a man-made concept or a man-made yes. construct, right? Right. I grew up with the Christian background, so you know, we would always say, "Oh, God's timing is not your timing," right? Right. And I got that, but literally, I got that. <laughs> yes. Okay. I say. The, the you think it's all one way. Yeah. You think it's all one way. And then when you do have an experience like this, it's like mind blown. <laughs> and I think that's pro- now that we're talking about it a little bit deeper, Amy, I think that's the nail on the head right there. It shattered everything that I believed. Right. Being a Christian, right? You know, growing up in the church and reading the Bible. None Absolutely. of them was in the Bible. You know, my pastor never talked about it. And I was very much still in the church back then. So um, are you open to my theory on that? How you can be at peace with kind of both of the, these beliefs at the same time? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm, okay. I don't consider myself. I have a Christian background, but Me I don't too. consider myself christian anymore i'm more spiritual right me too i really believe when i look at um the teachings of the man called they called jesus Mm -hmm. he was really here to teach the power of of all of us we're all children of god meaning children of the universe it's the language of the time and the misinterpretations that the the religion was formed from but I believe what he was teaching and many other great masters that have walked the earth have were all really saying the same thing, like the crucifixion and him saying, I'm not my body. There right. were, if you really look at all of these messages, the ability to heal and 
all of that, throughout time, humans have always taken what they don't understand and labeled, this is a god or the gods. And so it makes sense that in those times, you know, Jesus went around the world and trained with all of these great spiritual masters. And so when he came back with this, all of these supernatural powers, he was labeled this way, but his words in my, that this is my insight were misinterpreted. And so there's that connection to say, Hey, I think we've been actually taught this for much longer than we realize. There's just a new language for it. That's my perspective anyway. Yeah. And I agree with that. I completely agree. What do you think, Louie? <laughs> So, Monique, there is a technique which I've used over the years quite successfully, and it would stimulate pretty much exactly the kind of experience you had. And if you've got a real problem with somebody, what you would do is you take that person and you put them in front of you, visually, in your mind, and you would put your master, Jesus, or anybody, whoever you wish to, behind or your higher self on the other side and you would look from your eyes through the person's eyes to your higher self slash master's eyes or Jesus eyes so and you would talk to them what they call a soul to soul and that is kind of the experience you were having you your higher self was in connection with their higher self and the two of you were having a discussion even without an intermediary Um, but the reason why you bring somebody like that along on board is is to maintain the high vibration because they're able to keep the the high vibration going so that it doesn't delve into something negative Ah, okay. And I've used that technique with different people, but I don't even have those kind of problems anymore. I haven't used that kind of technique for centuries. <laughs> feels like it. <laughs> centuries, okay. <laughs> centuries, yeah, it feels like it. Um, because I just don't have those kind of issues anymore. They don't exist. Um, the other thing that is important to understand about other people stimulating love in you is they are helping you connect between you and you. Hmm. And that is what they're doing. You can't perceive anything outside yourself. If you see your partner, you're seeing it inside your mind's eye. You're Mm -hmm. not seeing it outside. If you're touching them, you're touching them with your sense feelings. You're not actually touching them. You are sensing with your own body. So everything is with inside you and, the relationship, which Abram says, is you know, alignment is between you and you. And when you get that alignment going, and a huge amount of love comes out, and a huge amount of connection and understanding and direction and focus and beauty and power and all the rest of it, that is where it is all, all is. And all these other people around you who stimulate that, they're, they're just the catalyst to help you connect between you and you. And and that helps relieve oh. them of any duty to be, do, or have anything that you want. You're now realizing that it's within inside yourself. So I don't, they don't have to come back to me. They don't have to do this or do that. You don't want to control or manipulate anything or anybody outside mm-hmm. you. You now get that this is all about stuff inside you. And when you get that, then the whole perspective of life changes like 100 and 
180 degrees and everything, lots different. <laughs> so that actually raises a question that I forgot to ask Monique the first time she told me this story, and I'm thinking of it now because of what you just said, Louis, which is <clears throat> you had this experience, and in your experience, Monique, it was with this gentleman who at that time you were dating him. And I'm wondering, mm -hmm. did you compare notes with him later on? Did, did, did he have an experience similar to that, or was this all just within you? I did tell him about it reluctantly because I thought he was going to think I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, Walt, he, he's the one who introduced me to the law of attraction just a year before. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Yeah, I missed that part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mention awesome. that. Awesome. He had already told me back when I met him, when we first started dating back in a year before that he could, um, he had out of body experiences and all this other stuff. I just pretended to know, like, yeah, wow. <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about whatsoever. <laughs> so, Love your blunt honesty. This is awesome. I love that honesty, yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to seem stupid, right? So I'm like, Absolutely. Yes, sir. I, understand. I know all about that, Google. This is such well, a funny conversation. I told him about it. And his his answer was, I have no recollection of that. However, I'm not going to say that experience did not happen. Wow. I was like, okay. I was satisfied with that. That's fantastic. When I first started uh, watching the YouTubes of how to do it, there were, there's this group in Sedona, and they were all doing it together and having experiences together. And I started, we would plan to, to have out-of-body experiences together. And I would actually meet up and we were like in spacesuits and warriors and some other planet. It was amazing. And we did this and then we would compare notes. <laughs> and these are people that don't live, you know, in the same city as me. Um, they were not even people that I had met live yet. I eventually did, but it was crazy that we could we could recall these experiences together. So we would make a plan. This is when we're going to do it. And then let's see and compare notes. And of course, that adds a whole lot of validity to it. So even though your boyfriend may not have remembered it, that doesn't mean he wasn't actually experiencing it with you. Because there are different levels. Like there's lucid dreaming, which is when I become aware that I'm dreaming and I can start controlling things, but it's not the same as an out-of-body experience. Out-of-body experience is like HD TV, 3D, surround sound. I mean, it's like more vibrant than this reality. It's I, it's so hard to explain. More colors than in the physical universe. Oh, my goodness. It, 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 it's, it's like being in an animated film or something. It's just amazing. Um, I agree. It looked a lot like Walt's background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had the space. better. I've had the space experience. One that really, this one woke me up. There was a little fear as I shot out of body and I was going through the cosmos. I could see the earth below me. And then I saw ships, like big ships. And I was flying right underneath them and could see um, they, they look like human and they were in astronaut suits, but then there were some that I didn't recognize. And that's when I got a little nervous. So it was, it looked like, um, our, you know, our technology and something from NASA, 
but also technology that I did not understand. And I was just like, I could see every detail on the bottoms because I was like skimming underneath. And that's when I snapped out of it. I woke up, I was like, okay, I've seen enough. (laughs) So yeah, I've had all sorts of cool stuff happen. This is interesting because as I'm listening to you guys talk, I'm comparing it to the one incident that I had. The incident I had was in a guided meditation Mm. and I, I didn't have anywhere near the kind of colors and sounds and so forth that you had. Mine were very muted, but I considered that to be perfectly believable and acceptable because that's the way my dreams are. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't image very well in my mind. It's very rare for me to have any kind of a clear image, very rare for me to have any brilliant colors of any kind. And, and on the few occasions where I've had them, they lasted like, you know, 0.3 seconds. So, okay. you know, we're, we're not talking about any major experience with, you know, brilliant sounds, brilliant lights and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I mean, there's a part of me that's saying, well, did you really have one? And I, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. I think the answer is yes. It's just that for whatever reason, my brain just filters out most of the noise and the light and everything. I get this very almost dull by comparison experience. <laughs> I've had those too. I've had those too, especially like if I come out in my own environment, like in the house or somewhere close to it, like it's, it's the, I guess what you would call the energy of the imprint of my apartment or the home that I'm living in, the energetic version. And so when I first come out of body, I, I don't even realize that that's happened because it all looks perfectly like it normally does so i've had those experiences too what do you think is the difference i don't know i think the difference is is the further away i get from my regular earth reality is the more vibrant or the the the, um the more different the more vivid it becomes and maybe that's because that. this is the way I'm used to seeing it. So that's what I fill in when I come out of body. I'm not quite sure. It's interesting that you say that because on the one experience that I had, like I said, it was guided. It was basically a tour of the solar system, uh, finishing at the sun and then returning back to Earth. And at the point where we reached the sun, uh, it was more brilliant than any of the other aspects of the trip. Okay, got it. It, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't overwhelming the senses or anything like that, but it just felt very real. I was very glad that it was in my mind because I'm sure that if I was actually that close to the sun, I would have burned to a a cinder, but (laughs) I didn't do that because it was in my mind. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, you know. Going to the middle of the sun, but you don't know that until you try. (laughs) And I had no interest in doing that. That's the other piece of this that I think is, is probably a key piece. Because we've had a number of these conversations. I've had them with you and, and I've also had them with Monique about these, these out of bodies, these astral projections. And, you know, I, I don't have a really big interest in, in pursuing them. And I suspect that's the main reason I don't. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really don't have an interest do in it, it's well. just not for you. What was that, Louis? Desire's got everything to do with it. Yeah. Yes. Well, desire has everything to do with everything we talk about here on the show. So, of course. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I told you guys it, it quit happening for me. I don't know why. And then when we started discussing it on this show, yep. happening all the time suddenly again. I'm not complaining. I get very excited when it starts happening and then very upset when I get too excited because then it stops happening. <laughs> well, I have well, a question for Louie. Go ahead. 
Louise, so while we're talking about desire, what I do desire is to have more of an experience I used to have when I was going to church very heavily. Like I was there three or four times a week, right? And I, um, I would, I say spirit would talk to me a lot, especially about other people. So much so that I'm like, I, I don't want to know about other people's lives. <laughs> or he would tell, it would tell me, you know, things to say to other people, right? Um, and that used to happen a lot, but not so much like every now and then. So is there something that I can do to kind of, I guess that's a psychic ability to regain that back? I would really love to incorporate that with my clients. So look, looking from the perspective of what changed between the going to church Christian experience versus now out of it, not experiencing it, what has happened is there's a level of stability that a church gives you. It's a foundation that you feel is solid enough for you to experience these mm -hmm. other things. So what mm -hmm. I'm getting now is that that foundation and that solidness is not as as, as, as centered or strong, you know, if you decided tomorrow to go find a guru who is more in line with where you are now, they, then you might feel confident enough to, to have that base to, to go out there. Um, you've mentioned on numerous occasions that you um, still got this fear aspect and all, all the rest of it, which means the level of confidence of you and where you are and where you're going is, is not quite solid yet and that is all about working on yourself it's about spiritual growth it's about confidence i love telling anybody who thinks they know the law of attraction if you really want to test yourself speak to me i'll tell you if you know the law of attraction <laughs> i'm very i'm very confident in understanding what i know and what i don't know and i'm always looking for what i more for what i don't know and i'm happy to expand and to have all these experiences because I'm extremely solid and confident in who I am, where I'm going, what I believe and what I know. Um, so I've got that solid enough found that it, down foundation to be able to expand and grow. And when you've got that, I feel you'll be able to have those kind of experiences again with ease and be able to tune them in and out with, with, with control and confidence. And that's what we really want is you want to be able to go to BBC One. Or, well, I don't know what you've got in America, what stations you've got out there. Um, change Netflix. this one or change, change <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, Netflix or, or Amazon Video or whatever. So, you know, you just, you just want to be able to get that stability and confidence. And I, I love it when people get there because then they can speak like I do. You know, they can speak with the confidence and knowledge and understanding and, and clarity. And, and when you've got that, you've got that springboard to go further and further and further. And uh, it's, it's a very um, liberating place to be. You know, I can look at any book. I can listen to anybody and immediately say, oh, that's valuable. I can put it in my life and use it. Oh, I'm not interested in that at all. And I don't need anybody else's approval. I don't need, uh, you know, I can pick up the Bible and learn from it and grow from it. I can pick up the Quran and grow from it. I can pick up anything and I know what is of value to me and I can leave the rest alone with absolute clarity. I know exactly when somebody is feeding me something that's of value to me and I know exactly when I'm not. And there's yeah. no, 
there's no, you know, even when I touch my food, I'm starting to feel my food. I know when it's good for my body, not for my tongue. I know when it's good for my body. Um, and I know when it's not, you know, it's starting to get clearer and clearer now. You start to get clearer on when, when the weather's going to rain and when it's not, you know. You start feeling the wind's going to come from this direction or be like that before it happens. You start getting more in tune with everything over time. Um, but it takes, as I say, a level of understanding and confidence. I'm always saying to people who always putting on, on, on these groups, <clears throat> law of attraction groups, oh, this, this, this problem with this person, or I want this lover back, or, you know, and how do I use law of attraction to do it? And I keep on saying to them, get the basics right. Understand the law of attraction. What do you understand about it currently? Because what you're telling me, what your question's telling me is that you don't understand the law of attraction. You just have no clue. So, you know, and it really doesn't take long. Somebody can spend just a little bit of time with Abram Hicks' stuff. Just just do the law of attraction by Abram Hicks. Understand that. That's it. That'll be enough. You know, I just listen to her YouTubes. There are like thousands of them for free. And uh, that started years ago. And basically, I was in a, a work situation that I was not happy in. And I, it, w- it was very hard for me to ignore it and so I would listen to these videos all day while I was working because I was able to do that and I wanted to see if I could change my reality of that job and not leave the job I wanted a higher version of it that I love yeah this was my first time really experimenting with it and Abraham completely convinced me I had the ability to do this but I had to place my focus on what I enjoyed about the job the most and try my best, even as hard as it was. And all of a sudden over a six month span, I will never forget. I was sitting there with, it was two kids that I nannied for and it literally hit me. I am not, these children are a higher version. They went from being so hard. They gave me such a hard time all day, every day to just completely pleasant. Um, the day now was just so easy, a day that was so hard before. And it happened in such small increments. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it until I was literally realizing I have shifted, manifested a completely different version of this scenario. It is a much higher one. And that is when I knew, wow, I'm just going to keep doing this with everything, whether it's money um, relationships, just things that I desire and want to uh, see change or come to me. Instead of being focused on that thing coming right now, I just start focusing on all the things that I enjoy and I, I don't get very specific with that. Like I didn't say I need this new job because I don't like this one. And then the new job would have never come. I had to see my ability to transform the job I was already in into a different version of that. And so it really does work and it takes practice. Um, you know, a lot of my friends, when they first got into this, they gave up, they watched the movie, the secret and they said, Hey, this stuff doesn't work. And it's like, well, you know, you didn't learn to ride a bike overnight or learn how to speak overnight. It's, it's, it's daily. It's like doing homework and it is, it's all about getting control over your thoughts and, Noticing your emotions so you know what you're thinking about and reeling it in. And you don't have to think perfect thoughts all the time. It's just 
where you tuned most of the time is going to make all the difference. And then when you start seeing these things manifest, it's, it, you know, now it's not just something you heard. It's wisdom. It's, it's knowledge that you, you've applied and you're, you're seeing it work in your own life. Interesting how we inevitably get back to the law of attraction, no matter what topic we talk about. Well, again, it is LOA it today. I mean, you know, <laughs> maybe there's a Q in the, in the name. I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, we always end up there. So I'm just saying. Um, so Monique, we know that uh, you're, you're probably a little bit reluctant right now. And I, frankly, I think I'd probably be on your side on that too. Um, although I, my own response, I, I'm getting all this information from you guys and I'm, I'm incorporating it into what I have experienced. And that's where I came up with, well, I really don't have a desire to do this. And I asked myself, well, why don't I have a, why don't I have a desire to do this? And I finally realized what the reason was. I don't have a reason to do it. Not yet. I mean, maybe the reason is going to come, but I just don't have any reason that I want to go do it. You know, okay, so I come can on, go out there. Don't I... you want to peek into your neighbor's bedroom? Huh? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> we hear enough from our neighbor's so kids running up and down the floor. I you want to do it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just not that interesting to me. I, I just don't, I don't care about it, you know, which is odd, but that's just the way it is. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is like anything else. As, as time goes on, we get more into what we get more into and we don't get more into and what we don't get more into. That just, I mean, it sounds so obvious to say that, but I think that's really what goes on here. That's why following the breadcrumb trails, you know, just one thing leads to the next. So right now it's not something Monique wants to pursue, which is okay because that means it's just not something Monique wants to pursue. 110%. And then the day comes perhaps where she does want to pursue it or the day comes where I want to pursue it. And that's okay too. I mean, and if the next time it happens, even though you didn't induce it, you can remember these conversations to um, temper the fear. Because at least I'll, I'll understand what's happening versus just completely being shocked. Like, what yes. the is going on? What was that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like you said, it was, it was completely positive while I was in the experience. It wasn't right. out that I was like, oh, my God. It was the aftershock of what was that? <laughs> right, right. And I think just also seeing God, the universe, on a on a bigger, more expanded level, just just knowing that it there was more, or there's more to this world than just what's written in the Bible, and that was my whole spiritual concept mm. at the time: the yes. Bible and nothing else. Got it. So it seems like that has actually become a way for you to step beyond that space, larger than that space. Let's put it that way, so that you're not you're not within those confines, and you've kind of broken through the, the glass ceiling, so to speak. You yeah. broke it through that barrier that was there before that. So now you can explore other areas that you hadn't explored before. I mean, right now, that's why you're on the path that you're on. Maybe you were only meant to have that one experience for that exact reason. That's possible. Yeah, I, I agree. And thank you, Louie, because um, I think that you're dead on about the foundation because after I stopped going to church, I don't know, it's easily been three years, I'm sure right? After I stopped going to church, I really don't have what you might call a spiritual foundation, right? I found, you know, I went looking for a few churches, so to speak, but nothing really resonated. Either it was not at the time, not Christian enough or too woo-woo, too out there (laughs) or just too Christian. So I never kind of found like a middle ground, but maybe I do like Michael Beckwith. 
And I know that he has. I love characters. him. So maybe I'll start watching that. I absolutely love That's Michael Beckwith. Yes. Like He's such a, a he is just such a great speaker. Yeah. What was that, Louis? Monica, I wanted to point it out something to you. Time is an illusion. Doubly so at lunchtime, but you know, we won't go there. <laughs> 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 just said the truth. <laughs> Especially when you're at work and you got that lunch hour. It's just <laughs> um so you know, how many lifetimes have I taken to get to where I'm at? Mm. You, you've got no, you've got no, no, time's not a pressure. If this is the one experience you needed in this lifetime, just to move you away from Christianity and help you expand out of that, mm. um, if you believe that's your next step, hey, some people's step might be to go into Christianity. So. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing Christianity in any shape or form. I'm just saying that your next step. Right. Um, and if that's, if that's what it's done and where it's taking you, then, then that's a good next step. And be confident in this floundering and this instability because when you know what you don't want, that little arrow starts pointing very clearly to what you do want. I like and that. It's very powerful. It's very useful to know that. Okay. Yeah, that's ultimately what the whole thing adds up to, isn't it? Knowing, like it, Louis was just describing it earlier too, the, the whole experience in, in this earthly plane is all about finding the stuff, oh, I don't want that, but I do like that. I'm going to go for that. And in the process, doing it in a, but how'd you describe it as a sticky environment? Or, or it was something like that. It, it was a way of describing the fact that everything happens here in kind of low, kind of a, a sluggish speed compared to what happens yeah. in yeah, higher slow, planes. Slower vibration. Yeah. 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 More, yeah. So very cool stuff. Um, just a reminder to everybody, make sure you, if you haven't been doing it, download the LOA today app, cause we've got new stuff in there, including the uh, collection of manifestation stories. So let's check those out and send us your uh, reviews of those. Also make sure that uh, you use the ask a question form or use the comment form either way to send in stuff and let us know about uh, what you, what you like about what we're talking about or ask a question that you might like to have one of our co-hosts answer on the show. We'd be glad to have you do that. And meanwhile, Monique, thanks for dropping by from Wednesday to Monday. Mon- yeah. This is, this is Monique. For week, sure. I really enjoyed it. I hope she, you come back and do this again with us sometime. Well, well she's doing Wednesday, Monday. Wednesday is her normal show, and she's doing Thursday. She's doing three out of oh. five shows this week. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> she's getting LOA today to death today. You know, that's nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a pleasure. This was a really fun conversation. Yes, it was a pleasure meeting you, Amy. And you too, Louis, as well. Nice so, meeting you. It's been really great. So thank you guys very much. And uh, Monique, I'll be talking to you again on Wednesday. Guys, uh, for our, our, our Monday crew, I, I don't, didn't really have a topic in mind for this week, but th- this is perfect. And, and yes. I'm not sure what's going Normally we set something up on Monday for the next week. I don't know what it's going to be. So we'll just have to do that between shows. Um, what I will say is that I'm currently ex- um, I'm experimenting with the StreamYard software for the purpose of being able to live stream to multiple locations. So that may actually get more live interactions. with Oh, fun. So just, just saying that's something to come. Anyway, hope you guys have a great week. Monique, I'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you very much to our podcast listeners. And we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Bye.